Hi everybody, I'm Melinda Gallant, and I have another great Cape Conversations today all about the State Senate and somebody running for the job. So come along, let's have another great Cape Conversations. Hi everybody, I'm back with you again today with another candidate for State Senate, a very delightful person and I hope you get to know him today through this wonderful show called Cape Conversations. I'm Melinda Gallant and I want to welcome John Mahoney. Hi Melinda, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So John, yes, you live in Plymouth. I do. And you're going to be representing Cape Cod, do you think you can do that? God willing and absolutely <laughs> I can. You can. Good, 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 good. Well, so tell me, John, I ask every candidate, candidate this, why in the heck do you want to do this? Isn't it a pain? No, absolutely not. I, I have a passion for this. I grew up at the other end of the district in Pembroke. I first ran for office in 88 when I was wow. 20. I came in second out of three for the select board in Pembroke. Mm -hmm. And I moved to Plymouth 22 years ago, and I've, I've never lost that passion. Mm -hmm. So I have 12 years on the select board in Plymouth underneath my belt. Wow. A pretty diverse resume and a track record of getting things done. And you have an opportunity here where I don't think anybody could have predicted that Mr. DiMasito would have resigned. I think it blew everybody's mind. <laughs> and I, I think I would have, I didn't jump in and compete for this seat. I would have regretted it for the rest of my life. Sure. So here we are. Sure. Well, excellent. But you, you must do something for work. What do you do for a living? Sure. I'm a member of Local 4. Oh, so you are? Uh, elevator so Constructors yeah? um, Union. Yeah? And um, I'm a an elevator. man. Yeah, I worked during the day in construction, new construction. Uh, the last week or so I've been on the, uh, there was a new tower going up oh, adjacent I, to the Boston Garden. Yeah, unbelievable. I got permission to leave the job early to get down here today to meet you. Excellent. And here Excellent. we are. Excellent. So, um, you know. So you know what it's like to get your hands dirty? Yes. Yeah, like so fishermen. So I get off the highway in Plymouth, cleaned up, made myself look yeah, good, and come yeah, back down yeah. here to meet you. Well, excellent. I well, do. I, nice. You know, but here's the thing. You know, a lot of people in on the Cape, and we have a lot of retirees, and, and we are an aging population, but we've got fishermen here and builders, sure. and they need somebody to represent them who knows how to get their hands dirty. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have a pretty decent familiarity with the communities. Mm -hmm. um, in the 90s, I worked out of the Pepsi facility uh, uh -huh. on 3A over in Sagamore Beach, and I yeah. drove a tractor trailer for five to seven years. Wow. And had a pretty good knowledge of every road on Cape Cod from, <laughs> from Champaign to Road to the oh, former A&P down in P-Town, no, yeah, yeah, Commercial yeah, Street, yeah, all the way yeah. up to the bridge. Oh my gosh. All the way up to the bridge. Oh, so, that's great. That's great. And well, uh, one of my favorite restaurants is on Main Street in Chatham, but we can talk about that some other time. <laughs> Wouldn't be the Squire, would it? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. The impudent oyster. Oh, of course. But I promise course. if I get elected to the sea, we'll come up with a few more favorite <laughs> restaurants. Right, 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 right. Well, you got to find a few in Falmouth, and there are plenty here in Sandwich. Undoubtedly. <laughs> right. We'll get it done. Well, the best news about sandwiches, we have Fisherman's View, and those fishermen are from Plymouth originally. Okay. And they built a beautiful restaurant on the canal, the only restaurant sitting right on the canal. You can watch the big boats go through, have fabulous fresh fish. So you'll have to check it out. I will. I, I promise you I will. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Maybe you can come with me. There we go. There we go. So tell me now. Tell me, uh, what are you going to do in the State Senate? I mean, I've had a lot of people here, you know, on here saying, well, I'm going to change things. Well, change wasn't done in a day, as they say. You know, if Rome would have been built in a the day, they would have hired their contractors. Um, Correct. So what are you going to do? So I tell people all the time that I got involved 
and when I got elected, especially in 08 to the Select Board in Plymouth, mm -hmm. I wasn't there to continue to endorse the status quo. Okay. So my two favorite economists are Albert Einstein and Robert Frost. <laughs> okay. okay. And, I, and, and, you know, I really don't say that tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. So Albert Einstein's the definition of insanity. If, you know, you if can't keep conducting the same experiment expecting the same, uh, you know, with different results. Right. Doesn't right. work. Right. And obviously Frost, uh, the road not taken. Right. And specifically, I can point to uh, seven or eight years ago, the state legislature at the height of the recession um, passed a local meals tax option. Mm -hmm. And the belief was that the communities had a problem with revenue. Mm -hmm. Now I disagreed with that. Mm -hmm. So they passed this local meals tax option at the state level. Mm -hmm. And they told the communities, you don't have to pass this tax. Mm -hmm. But if you can do, you can do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. So the problem is, Melinda, is that I know what government does with the money. Mm -hmm. They bury it into the general fund. Mm -hmm. The money goes into this black hole. They do that, they do that in towns as well. Correct. <laughs> well, that's what, no. They do. All the, all the towns and cities do that. Yeah. They have so a, they have that the money, once fund. it goes in there, it's right. never to return. Right. So people came up to me back then, and uh, I think uh, some individuals that I've served with would, when they were asked the question, do you support the meals tax option, mm -hmm. they have to go off and conduct a poll mm -hmm. to see if it's politically beneficial to sure. support it. Sure. With me, it's this simple. If it was going into the general fund, I'll work to defeat it. If you want to earmark it for something, I'm in. Right. We ended up earmarking. Uh, we constructed the first town hall, mm -hmm. the first town hall ever built in the 400-year history of the community of Plymouth. It was $54 million, mm -hmm. um, bonded over 30 years, paid for in its entirety with the local meals tax option. Mm -hmm. We had to pass a home rule petition. Mm -hmm. That money goes into its own separate interest-bearing account and can only be used to pay for the note on the town, on the hall. town hall. And obviously, in a community like Plymouth, wow, what, is community. The, what is especially beneficial, mm -hmm. Melinda is upwards of two-thirds of that revenue, comes from people that don't live in Plymouth. Mm -hmm. So anywhere, potentially up to 35 to $40 million of that revenue is coming from people who live outside of the Commonwealth, mm -hmm. who live outside of the country, mm -hmm. who live outside of the community. Mm -hmm. And they're investing in infrastructure for you. Mm -hmm. so, you didn't have to expand the tax base. You didn't have to diversify it. You didn't have to raise property taxes. Mm -hmm. So there's diff that is the textbook example mm -hmm. in New England today, in my opinion, of investing in infrastructure without always raising property taxes. Sure. Okay. Sure. So and I'll hold that up, mm -hmm. and and I, I have no problem backing off that statement. Mm -hmm. But you have to provide me with a superior example. So um, is Plymouth still the fastest growing county in the state? I don't know about, are you referencing the county or the it, community? Uh, well, I'm, 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 Plymouth County and then Plymouth the city. I mean, that, I, I'd always, it, Plymouth for the years, town. Plymouth the town. The town. They were both the fastest growing in the state sure. at one point. So probably in the 70s and 80s and early 90s, right. uh, suburban sprawl yeah. was absolutely out of control. Mm -hmm. In the town of Plymouth, um, I don't want to offend anybody on Cape Cod, no, but right. on December 21st of 1620, <laughs> the Pilgrims landed in Plymouth. Plymouth right. But they did make a rest stop initially they in Provincetown. They did make a rest stop. That in Provincetown. They stopped correct. in Provincetown, they made right. their way to Plymouth. The first stop was there, the second stop was Plymouth. Sure. So in 1970, <laughs> if you look at the uh, federal census, 350 uh -huh. years later, the community was only 18,000 people. Mm -hmm. Now it's 60. Yeah. So in the last 50 years, you've added almost 50,000 people. Right. That's not sustainable. 
No, and no. that's the problem. Yeah. So we're probably, the last census I think we were uh, in the 56, 58 range, mm -hmm. you're probably going to look at us coming at 63 to 67 range. And that's just for the city of Plymouth? Town of Plymouth. Town of Plymouth. I'm yes. sorry, town of Plymouth. That's correct. Yeah. So Plymouth, Because there's Marshfield, there's all those other towns. Right. There's 27 communities in Plymouth County. Right, right. One city, Brockton. 20, that's right, Brockton. 26 I towns. Always forget that. And three of the 26 towns are in the Senate District. Yeah. So you have Pembroke, Kingston, and Plymouth, right. and then three of the towns from Barnstable County right. may comprise the rest of that district. Right, right. Sandwich, Bourne, right. and Falmouth. Falmouth, right. Sorry, I just pointed at Falmouth. I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. So how are you, as a person who's from Pembroke? Correct. Originally. Originally. How are you going to connect with the people in Falmouth. And I'm going to ask you that because the people in Falmouth, I mean, I've lived here 40 years in Sandwich, but even I sometimes don't connect with the people in Falmouth. <laughs> I mean, they're, a, they're an entity unto themselves. It's almost as if it's, they're from Maine and you can't get there from here. Um, there's a lot of people that go through them to go to the islands. We know that. They go through the, the town, and it's a vibrant little downtown. Vibrant. Sure and uh, they have thriving businesses. My son has a business on Main Street there that is thriving. But how are you gonna connect, what are you gonna do to connect with those people? Well, it's gonna be my job to be present in all six of those communities. Okay. You know, we don't, we, this will not be an off-cape versus an on-cape thing. I see. And I, and I can tell you right now, I've, I knocked on doors um, two, you know, a couple of weekends ago mm -hmm. in yep. Falmouth. And yep some of the engagements, you know, the interactions I had were some of the most enjoyable I've had in 10 years of canvassing neighborhoods. It, it, I'm going to be on the ground. Um, in the town of Plymouth, where, whenever we had an issue, and you could see that that was going to come before the select board, mm -hmm. we're going to have to vote. I'm a huge proponent of site visits. You have mm -hmm. to get on the ground, see what the issue is, sure. take that data in, and, you know, arrive at a decision. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be living in these six towns. You sure. know, obviously, I have a pretty solid history of Pembroke and Kingston. 30 years in Pembroke, I got out of Civil Lake High School, Regional High School in 85. Mm -hmm. uh, last 22 years in Plymouth. And, you know, I referenced my experience in the 90s with respect to uh, Pepsi-Cola, but we're, I'm going to get on the ground and you're going to go out and meet people. The core issues are the same. The core True. issues are the same. I agree with you 100%. Okay? It's, it's water. Okay, right. that is always taken Waste for granted. Wastewater. It's water <laughs> and wastewater. Right. Okay, infrastructure, yeah. okay, opioids, yeah. public education, the core issues are the same. Right. And then when you break down under a couple of layers, you're going to get into some unique issues to each of sure. those six communities. Sure, sure. But I have sure. no problem going out and figuring what those are. Well, housing is a huge issue on the Cape, sure. affordable housing on the Cape. Sure. We're an aging population, mm -hmm. and somebody's going to have to take care of us. Sure. Um, I sat, in, I, I'm on the board of the Cape Cod Chamber of Commerce. And I uh, sit on both the um, the bridge committee, which is, you know, we're a proponent of the two new bridges coming in. Correct. We definitely are a proponent of that. And no, it's not going to bring more people. It's just going to make people it easier for us to move around sure. if they do that. And I'm talking about us as in those people who live on this side of the bridge. Um, but I was in another meeting where there was a, it was about housing and it was down Cape and the people were very agitated that they were going to put in affordable housing. <laughs> and this young woman stood up who was a nurse and she stated that she was a nurse and she said, well, who's going to take care of you at Cape Cod Hospital? Because if I can't get out of my, get out of an apartment 
into an affordable condo or something with my two kids because I'm divorced and I'm a working parent, single working parent, what am I going to do? So, you know, um, our housing assistant corps here is wonderful and they've made a lot of help make a lot of changes to regulations and housing and what have you. But my question is, is that on your priority list? Because everything is, I mean, Plymouth is no different. My God, your, your South Shore is so expensive. So expensive. Correct. So I think you have to dial in to affordable housing. Mm -hmm. I think there's a multitude of factors there, mm -hmm. especially whether um, you own a house mm -hmm. and what are those property taxes are you paying on that house? We'll pay the highest on the Cape here in Sandwich. Okay. I, I, what are you paying in property taxes on the home and what are you right. getting in return for services? Right, right. And then on top of that, if you're renting, what are you paying? What does the marketplace to dictate for you to pay for a one, two, or three bedroom property? Right, right. Nobody talks about water, mm -hmm. okay? And the textbook example today is mm -hmm. in Brockton, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And I'm worried. So I think long term, mm -hmm. it's not my objective to be a politician who at the end of the day is doing whatever they can to get elected mm -hmm. and to make themselves look good in the short term, but compromise our future financially. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the city of Brockton, they probably have a $350 million budget. They're into desalinization, okay? Right. So water and taxation. There was a $75 million facility desalinization built on the Taunton River or up in, uh, I believe, Swansea. Mm -hmm. They signed a 20-year agreement. Seven to eight million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. So once you get to, which I believe expires in 26, so the city of Brockton, you're going to get to, which they don't take any water from. Okay, mm -hmm. so you're paying 140 to 160 million dollars over 20 years for water that you don't take. So you have seven to eight million dollars in your budget that shouldn't be there, mm -hmm. because after they signed the 20-year contract, mm -hmm. they went into conservation, and they proactively invested in infrastructure. Okay, negating the need to go into desalinization, but they had already signed the contract, which you're trying to get out of. So imagine a community arriving in 2026, you're going to look back at the past 20 years mm -hmm. and realize with 3% for inflation, present value of money, mm -hmm. that they invested three to $400 million mm -hmm. and got nothing in return. Well, it's ridiculous. Okay? Right. So that is a factor. Mm -hmm. Okay, responsible taxation. Mm -hmm. is always dismissed because we always just look at the, the soundbite mm -hmm. of affordable housing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's water, it's responsible taxation, which we don't have, mm -hmm. uh, the hypocrisy of collecting a roads tax from the Massachusetts taxpayer, the auto excise tax mm -hmm. on their vehicle, that mm -hmm. doesn't go to roads. Mm -hmm. So you're making, you're making the community more expensive to live in mm -hmm. instead of making it less expensive and providing more services. Mm -hmm. So. And, and then the other factor is, if you look at the three communities that comprise, you know, in this district on the Cape, you mm -hmm. look at Bourne, Sandwich, and Falmouth, you have a land area of 130 square miles, mm -hmm. okay? You've only added 500 people between the 2000 to 2010 census. Mm -hmm. So why is that? Because you ran out of land and you reached build out. Right. So now you're fighting over scraps. Your population mm -hmm. is aging and you're trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. So, and we have this huge military reservation in the middle of everything. Correct. I'm not against the military. I'm just saying, there it sits. Okay. So, and that's and that's, what is that? Twenty-two thousand square acres. Uh, I think. 
if not a little bit more. But okay. Yeah, I think that's So there's, you have to do sensible things. Mm -hmm. You want to invest proactively mm -hmm. in affordable housing. Mm -hmm. You make sure the, uh, you have um, long-term um, water mm -hmm. is, you know, the, you're mitigating risk and you have redundancy in your system. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to, especially on this sandbar that is called Cape Cod, mm -hmm. you're going to have to invest in wastewater structures. Oh, we know that, yeah. But I can tell you right now, um, and I don't, I'm assuming that you've had this problem down in the Cape, we have it on the South Shore especially, is that there was a piece of legislation passed in 1969 called 40B. Yeah. Okay. Of course we have it. Yeah. It does anything but provide affordable housing. Mm. It doesn't do that. And um, the community of Plymouth, and I know Pembroke has been struggling with this, um, there has to be, that has to be revisited so that the communities can have some discretion mm -hmm. and some say in how they invest in, in, um, in affordable housing sure. and where it's going to be located and how it's going to be zoned. Mm -hmm. But you don't get that. The problem is you have a piece of legislation that's antiquated and it's one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Well, what's good for Provincetown might not good be good well, for Westport yeah, or I mean, Worcester or Boston. Right, of course not, of course not. So, um, as I said, we do have the highest tax per thousand here on the Cape. Um, and you asked, you said something about services and, and we're paying for what we have and what we have is a beautiful, beautiful, quintessential New England seaside town. Sure. <laughs> That's what we've got. Um, so, uh, and, and, and I, I, there's a lot of discussion going on in the community right now about that, the high rate of taxes that we pay. In Sandwich. In Sandwich, right. Um, and I think, um, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, we don't have services like trash pickup and you have to pay for that. That's actually, we, you can take your, your trash to the dump, but you still have to pay for it. Correct. You know, it's, you pay bag by bag, you know, that kind of thing. And plus a... Sure. We have, we have four enterprise funds in Plymouth, airport, yeah. water, sewer, and solid waste. We have one transfer station. Yeah. And... Yes, if you want a transfer station sticker, you get the sticker. If not, yeah. if you want curbside, you have to go to the private sector. Right, right. So I, I, I think, um, I mean, I, we said, as I said, my husband and I and three kids who are now grown up and have their own kids and live other places, um, we moved here because of the way it looked. We wanted to live in this particular place because it was so beautiful and it was so terrific and very different from where we came from, which was Ohio. But, but the beauty can only last so long. <laughs> and then, the, what do they say, the rose fades or something? Um, the bloom fades. Yeah, the rose. rose, is that what it is? So, you know, for, for a lot of people on the Cape, they're, they're discouraged, I guess. They want to stay here, sure. especially young people. They want to stay here. They can't afford to live here. They, um, in a town like Sandwich, we have no commercials, so there's not a lot paying for taxes here other than the property owners because we don't have commercial here. Sure. Um, and that was by choice years ago. So um, I just wondered if you've got a, a sense of economic development for this part <coughs> of the region. Because, I mean, Plymouth has gone great guns forever. Okay. Don't believe that that has worked out for the oh, town of I Plymouth. Oh, sure. see, I thought it So had. I've studied dozens of municipal budgets around mm -hmm. New England. Mm -hmm. um, the, there's a power plant in Plymouth. Yeah. Okay, so... You're if, talking about the nuclear one? Yeah, yeah, so if you convert all the payments since 1972 till today, mm -hmm. 48 payments from a nuclear power plant at 3% for inflation, 
depending on what you want to use for inflation for present value, yeah. they've paid us between one and two mil billion dollars since 72. Mm -hmm. The town of Plymouth has nothing to show for it. Mm -hmm. So I've analyzed predominantly communities post-World War II in Plymouth, so that's not economic development. No. That level of taxpayer, that's, that the, the town of Plymouth effectively hit a billion dollar scratch ticket. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And that was one of the the promoters of out-of-control residential sprawl during the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. And then tens of thousands of people come to the community and you have to provide them with services and maintain right. their infrastructure. So I've looked at Vernon, Vermont, Wiscasset, Maine, Seabrook, New Hampshire, Somerset, Massachusetts, and I haven't looked at Sandwich. Mm -hmm. And I know you have what I would call a silver bullet industrial application on the canal. Well, we have the power plant. That's what I'm calling that. <laughs> yeah. So well, I haven't dialed into that one mm -hmm. yet, the numbers and right. how much money. But so the general fund doesn't work. And if, this, if, the, if the business of Sandwich, Massachusetts is going mm -hmm. to exist 50, 100, 150 years from now, mm -hmm. the, the biggest thing that you could do for your taxpayers here is to create an infrastructure fund mm -hmm. outside of mm -hmm. the general fund. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And you're going to do that without property taxes. And there's mm -hmm. a multitude of ways of doing that. Sure. And you can, so what you're doing is you're creating a financial firewall. Mm -hmm. Under your current structure, everything you're doing is based on raising property taxes mm -hmm. and making everything more expensive than it have to, has mm -hmm. to be. And that is another factor with respect to affordable housing. So when you go off for a school and you're going to bond that school over 30 years. Right. Okay, for every dollar that you borrow, you're paying back a dollar eighty to two dollars on the dollar. Right. Okay. Now, with respect to roads, there's a law in Massachusetts, and it's a good law, thank God. Mm -hmm. You're only allowed to bond no more than 15 years. So, if you're bonding something over 15 years, whether it be roads, maybe a fire station or a police station, right. you're paying back a dollar fifty for every dollar that you borrow. So, the entire fiscal approach of communities is, is to make everything as expensive as possible. Right. Right. So the town of Plymouth, if we had a properly funded infrastructure fund, and I'm a huge advocate of that. Mm -hmm. But you're a selectman, right? Yes. Well, you have to get Republicans and Democrats to go with you because <laughs> thinking outside the box is not easy. Right. Okay. We could save, we could save, we could prevent property taxes okay. from going up billions. If you can leave the money alone, think long term, mm -hmm. and actually set up a, an endowment or, or a legacy for the future, but government doesn't do that. Mm. It's the same thing in sandwiches, probably just, just at smaller level. Yeah, it would be, it would be. So the there's a whole multitude of variables that go into affordable housing, but. Um, well, Bourne is interesting because it straddles the canal. Both sides. Both sides of the canal. So they, they're in a conundrum too half the time. Correct. You know? What's going on one side is not going on the other side, you know? So is there, do you have thoughts about that or? I canvassed a neighborhood in Sagamore Beach a couple weekends ago. And I went to the end of the cul-de-sac and I was mm -hmm. at the last house. Yeah. You know, a hundred yards through the woods, you entered Plymouth. Yeah. And the individual came out on this porch and said, John, I just want to let you know, this is the first house on Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> and he explained to me why. So that was a good I one. I see. That's yeah. a good one. So he goes, he goes, you don't have to be on Cape Cod. It's not over the canal. He goes, it's, it's right, right here. here. That's right. So, that's right. So I'm sorry. What was the question? Well, the the question was just 
you know, how, how are you going, how do you look at all these towns that are so unique and they have such individuality? How are you going to, to look at them as your district and put it all together? Because certainly Falmouth is different than Pembroke, I would think, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I, told, I, said you, I said to you earlier that yeah. the core issues are the same. Right. Okay, and then I, absolutely, there are some unique issues for respect right. to all six communities. Right. At the end of the day, um, you're hopefully electing an individual with a certain amount of energy that's going to mm -hmm. go up to Beacon Hill. Yeah. Um, and if this happens in the first, second week of April, you're going right into the budgetary process. So what are we doing? Right away. You're competing. You're in a competition to bring your hard-earned dollars back to the district, sure. especially with respect to infrastructure investment. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what we're going after. That's what we're going after. You're gonna replace your two bridges, you're probably five, six years away. By the time you get around to that, it's not gonna be one to $1.5 billion, it's gonna be 1.5 to $2.5 billion. Right, right, now of course we have to deal with the Corps of Engineers. I have no problem doing that. I think they do a great job. I, you know, so far they're still there. And obviously <laughs> you want 100% if, you know, you want the majority if right. not all of the funding to come from the federal government. Yeah, I don't know that it is. So, and then the Corps of Engineers, so the second biggest thing they've ever done, the second biggest thing in Massachusetts history mm -hmm. is the canal and the bridges. Right. So the number one thing they did was back in the 1930s was setting up the Quabbin Reservoir. Oh, sure, Okay, sure. Yeah. so you look at all those communities within the 128 right. belt. Yeah. So when Marty Walsh gets the benefit of a new 50 to 60 story high rise going mm -hmm. up over South Station. It's because of the Quabbin. It's because of the Quabbin. Water was created. They created an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. They went into tree hugging mode around it. Mm -hmm. They set up a pristine environment mm -hmm. and they don't let human activity out there. Okay. No, I know that. And it's gravity fed into the city and those developers, when they, you see all those cranes along that skyline, mm -hmm. that's because of the Quabbin. I gotta stop pointing at things. <laughs> so if, if the Quabbin didn't exist, you right. don't have that level of economic development within the 128. Right. So. So you're gonna do that here? Are you, what's the Quabbin for your district? I'm not talking about water. There is a Quabbin in the district. It's, <laughs> it's a naturally occurring Quabbin. Yeah. And 60 years ago, the state legislature gave the city of Brockton complete control over it. Okay. And that is Silver Lake. Oh, sure, sure. So Silver Lake. Um, obviously, I went to that regional high school. Yeah. It's, I think it's bordered by all four towns, Halifax, Plimpton, Kingston, and Pembroke. Late 50s, early 60s, you know, they had the political muscle. Mm -hmm. Brockton got control of that body of water. Sure. And 20 to 30 years ago, they were taking 18 million gallons a day out of it. Wow. Uh, today, they only take nine, and it has not compromised their ability to promote whatever economic development right. they can. Right, right. Well, Brockton's a tough city. It's got some, some, in, you know, some big problems, which you don't have to worry about because sure. it's not in your district. But that's the Quabbin, and so he, so here's a city, and you talk about water that not only has a Quabbin available to them, mm -hmm. but also had to go into desalinization. Sure. But if they had only gone to conservation and proactive infrastructure investment a decade before, sure. they would have saved themselves a, a, over a quarter of a billion dollars. And that's what you want to do for this district? Um, I'm not going to sell the taxpayer down the road, uh, the future taxpayer down the road in order to make myself look good politically. I won't be doing that. Um, yeah. The biggest, the single greatest thing that the, the district and any community on Cape Cod can do is do whatever they can to make sure that they don't have to go to desalinization because that is in the future of numerous 
Massachusetts communities and communities around America sure. at, at the rate that we're going. Sure. Well, the sea level in, in, is rising. Including Plymouth. Including right? Plymouth. Really? So we just had wow. a 300 page report come in from environmental partners. We are um, out stripping our firm capacity by 2022. We don't have enough water. They want us to have three new well sites online within a decade. We have one site coming online this year, Forges wow. Field. And then, of course, the question is, wh where, where are the other two sites? Yeah. Well, in Plymouth, you need to have the land to invest in the infrastructure to draw the water out of the ground and get into the system. And we don't have that. And if we don't figure that out quickly, um, I'm guessing in 15 to 20 years, they'll be talking desalinization, which is an absolute embarrassment yeah. because the Plymouth and Carver Aquifer has 500 billion gallons of water under it. And so that debt, so it's amazing to me that in the 1930s in Boston and the 128 bill figured it out, mm -hmm. but other communities can't. Amazing, totally amazing. Yes. All right, well, I wish you luck. Okay, thank you. you um, you've got some competition, yeah, we have which some, is not a bad thing. We have some phenomenal competition. That's great. But it makes you a, all better, I think. I think it does, too. So um, we're not worried about the Super Bowl yet. We're just trying to get through the AFC Championship, <laughs> which is on March 3rd. Yes, yes, yes. Which is five weeks from tomorrow. I know. Obviously, there's a website and Facebook pages, and we have our first forum coming up, candidate forum at Kingston Excellent. Town Hall. Excellent. This Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Excellent. I see I like that when they do them in the morning instead of at night. And I think there's coming up something coming up at the Falmouth Public Library the following Wednesday, I believe. That's at Excellent. night. Yeah. And um, WATD uh, will do something in their forum in Marshfield. Yeah. It's out of the district, but we love ATD. Well, uh, I would think that probably the Enterprise newspapers, they conduct our, uh, usually do uh, some sort of a joint thing with this station and other stations. So. Sure. I'm sure they'll do something here in Sandwich as well. It certainly was nice to meet you, John. Hi, right, Melinda. Thank you for coming. You take on the care. Show. Thank you. John Mahoney, running for state senate. Very nice gentleman and very, very smart, it seems to me. Seems to know a lot about certainly the off Cape area up to Pembroke, but he's learning a lot and also knows a lot about Falmouth, Bourne, and Sandwich that he'll be representing. So give him a shout out, give him a look at, go to one of his town halls. He's having one in Falmouth in the not too distant future. Always good. Just one thing for sure, make sure you vote. So thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it very much. And I'll catch you next time on another Cape Conversation. Cape Conversation is a Sandwich Community TV podcast hosted by Melinda Gallant. You can listen to her and all of our other audio shows through Spotify at Sandwich Community TV or directly on our website at www.sandwichcommunitytv.org. Stay tuned for future content.